Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Good afternoon, and welcome to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday, amen, where Jesus Christ is Lord. We want to welcome everyone in the name of the Lord. We want to thank you for joining us. For those of you who are new, God bless you. You got to the right place just in time, amen? You got to the right place just in time. Jesus Christ is here. No matter how you feel or what's happening or what's not happening or what you wish was happening but hasn't happened yet, Jesus is here, amen? And that's worth celebrating, amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to say for those who are of the Americas, the United States in particular, happy 4th of July. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. This is when we celebrate our Independence Day. And we sure need some more independence. Amen. We need independence from the deep state, don't we? But the Lord is working on that, isn't he? Amen. He's working on that. And we're happy and proud of the work that he's done thus far. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And for those of you who are not accustomed to our Sunday service program, so to speak, we have a beautiful opportunity coming up. It's an opportunity to repent of your sin. Amen? Amen? It's an opportunity, while you're still in the land of the living, to repent of your sins, whatever they have been, even if you moved into gluttony, amen? Amen. You ate way too much of something you shouldn't have eaten way too much of. You can repent of that, can't you? Amen. It's a good thing. Amen. It's a good thing to repent of sin. Even if you thought you were right and you were wrong, because the Bible says you were wrong, it's a good day to repent of your sin. And then we're going to celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. Isn't that wonderful? So, even if you're staring into the ceiling like you wish you were home asleep in your bed, guess what? You're not in the bed. And if you are, you need to shake yourself and get out of the bed and get up and at least find something to put on. You know, you don't want to shock people and sit down. So you can hear the word of God. Amen? Amen. God deserves your undivided attention. He shouldn't have to, you know, share you with the pillows and the sheep all the time. Amen? Amen. So God has a word for us today. I'm so happy that he has it. It's a continuum of what he's already been talking to us about. And I want to thank him for every opportunity that we have to come together from all over the globe to receive the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's not take all day. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we lift before you every single saint, 
that is rightly related to Miracle Outreach Ministry. We want to thank you for an opportunity to gather together because they can't actually do it this way in communist China. Amen? There are places on the earth they can't do it like this, Lord. They're prohibited. They're shackled in bondage to a government system that is cruel and unjust and antichrist. So we thank you, Lord, for allowing us the liberty and the freedom that we do have. And we want to thank you for blessing us with the grace to meet together, even on the Internet of all places, amen, even on the Internet, Lord, from all over the globe, from in over 100 countries, we come together in your spirit. The Holy Spirit knits us together in love, Lord, and we come together as one before your throne. And as we come, Lord, we repent of our sins. We repent of our trespass. We repent of our omissions and all of those things that we had no business getting into, but we did. You know, Lord, we have this tendency to do wrong, but Jesus Christ overcame that for us. And so now in his love and in his power, we're walking in the newness of life. We're learning how to truly, truly live and love the Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for your grace. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for the armor of God, for the word of God, for the power of God, for the wall that surrounds us. Yes, your, your wall that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for your warring linking angels, your praising angels. And your ministering spirits, Lord. For those of us who may be incarcerated, we ask you, Lord, to minister to us where we are in Jesus' name and bring us to the place that you desire for us to be. We give you praise, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father. For those of us that are struggling in spiritual warfare, that can't seem to remember what to do in the time of the battle, Lord, we thank you for being our mind. We access the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. We plead the merits of the shed blood of Jesus, and we call on the name of Jesus Christ. We call on that name with faith, with confidence, knowing that the power of God is being released against the enemy and on our behalf. When you brought the children of Israel, Lord, out of Egypt, you were a cloud, a cloud of light, and there was light on the side of the Hebrews, but you were a terror to the Egyptians at the same time. We thank you that that same power, that same God, that same love stands between us and the enemy in Jesus' name. And from our position, seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we walk in the authority that you have delegated to us, and we bind Satan, the strong man, and all of his underlings in the name of Jesus Christ. Every attack that they have launched against a member of Miracle Outreach Ministries, we return to sender in Jesus' name. We send it back according to the word of God, according to the scriptures, 
back wherever it came from in the name of Jesus, to do to those devils what they intended to do to us. We thank you, Lord, that your word stands fast and true, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that has risen against us in judgment we condemn. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor, Lord. We lift up holy hands to you without wrath and without doubting. And we forgive, Lord, all those who are persecuting us, all those who are working against us, all of those who are agents of the enemy. We forgive them, Father, and we ask you to forgive them as well. We ask you, Lord, to redeem their souls if it's possible. And for the others, Lord, that's already been determined. We give you praise. We give you glory. and We give you honor for it in Jesus' name. Now, as you sit there before the Lord and you have your elements ready, you speak to the Lord what you need to speak to him. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for your mercy. Your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness to us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the blood of Jesus cleansing us right now. Cleansing us. Taking away everything that stood between us. We thank you that those things are now in the depths of the sea. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, thank you, Lord, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup and do show the Lord's death till he come. Amen. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. 
not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Who wants to be condemned with the world? I don't. Father, in Jesus' name, we commit to turn from idle words and foolishly talking things that are contrary to our true desire for ourselves and toward others. Your word says that the tongue defiles that it is set on fire, that it sets on fire the course of nature, and that it is set on fire of hell itself. In the name of Jesus, we are determined to take control of our tongue. We are determined that hell will not set our tongue on fire. We renounce, reject, and repent of every word that has ever proceeded out of our mouth against you, Lord, and your operation. We cancel its power and dedicate our mouth to speak the excellent things and right things. Our mouth shall utter truth. Father, we attend to your word. We consent and submit to your saying, the Holy Scripture. We will not let them depart from our sight. We keep them in the center of our heart, for they are life to us and to those to whom we speak, healing and health to all our flesh. We keep and guard our hearts with all vigilance, and above all, that we guard for out of it Flow the issues of life. We put away from us false and dishonest speech and willful and contrary talk we put far from us. Our eyes look right on with fixed purpose and our gaze is straight before us. We guard our mouth and our heart with all diligence. We refuse to give Satan any place in us. Father, your words are top priority to us. They are spirit and life. We allow your word to dwell in us richly in all wisdom. Your ability is released within us by the words of our mouth. Therefore, we speak forth your words. They are alive and working in us because you are alive and working in us. So we can boldly say that our words are words of faith, words of power, words of love, and words of life. They produce good things in our life and in the lives of others. Because we choose your words for our lips, we choose your words for our life, and we go forth in the power of those words to perform them in Jesus' name. 
And everybody said amen. 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 And when you get home, if you're not already there after the broadcast is posted, you can recast that prayer and say it for yourself. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his power. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God. On every ley line, silver cord, and garland, we bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains in darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar devils, all electronic, digital, and technology devils in their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits, Kundalini spirits, water and marine spirits, sex devils, unclean spirits, passive devils, sorcery devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence spirits, smart dust, drone spirit, all seducing and womanizing and whoredom spirits and their attacks. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons in the name of Jesus Christ, all pain-afflicting spirits. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind all the voices of the stranger in their attacks, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons in their attack, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks. Electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind all pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, and binding directed energy microwave weapons. We bind all EMF and EMP attacks, all 5G attacks, everything coming through the computers, through the cell phones, through electricity and all technology in Jesus' name. We bind all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducers in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, mystic rituals in their attempts. We bind the work of every druid in the name of Jesus Christ. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Asian, North American, South American, Native American, Indigenous persons, Native groups, Tribal groups, Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind all Morgellons attacks, 
and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal form, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse, devil, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders and their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes men wise in his own eyes. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, despise, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind in Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits. You may not have our energy in Jesus' name. All voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, and the Great Reset. We bind the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience. We bind all false religions, numerology, horoscopes, make-believe, fantasy, la-la land, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride. We bind his kingdom. We bind his agents. We bind his powers. And we pull his crown down in Jesus' name. We chain him with eternal chains under darkness. We bind all human blood, demonic, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, 
Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. And we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, prompting, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs. And we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, and rite, and the works of all associated organizations in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grip in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is greater than any lodge. Father, teach your people to choose the real, not the artificial, in Jesus' name. We return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven, and we bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are persecuted and those that are left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, thou will revive us. You will revive us, Lord. Yes, you will. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach, wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. We want to thank you. And we cut ourselves free with the sword of the Spirit from every spirit that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us. We command it to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus in every transportation that we have. We cover all the roads in the United States, in Canada, in Mexico, and in South America. And in South America with the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, We take authority, dominion, and power over any entity that would attempt to cross our path, Lord. Be it in the air, in the water, or on the land. We bind those entities in Jesus' name. We thank you that you've already released your angels ahead of us to protect us. We cover our property and all that pertains to us with the blood of Jesus, Lord. We bind demons of the night, bad dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, oh, just dumb dreams in the name of Jesus Christ or anything trying to get into our dreams. And we forbid them to attack us whenever we sleep, whenever we rest. We thank you for the fiery wall of protection. We pull out every sharp pain, every fiery dart, pen, needle, spear, voodoo, and all witchcraft sent to us, and it's returned to the sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut ourselves free from every ungodly silver cord, ley line, soul tie, attachment, covenant, agreement, oath, consent, garland, vow, pledge, pact, ledge, and league, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and tear down walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, and witches, sorcerers, and divinators. We break the power of their words in the name of Jesus Christ. We bring their words to naught in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the power of all love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, charms, fetishes, psychic thoughts and prayers, witchcraft, voodoo, magic, sorcery, brain frequency meditation, mind control, bewitchments, potions, death, destruction, sickness, pain, and torment, all psychic warfare, psychic prayers, all incense and candle burnings, incantations, ungodly blessings, poodle, crystal, work, work, work. Tribal rituals and sins and everything being sent against us in the name of Jesus Christ. We find it from wherever it came from in Jesus' name. We thank you. And we release the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit over every saint in this ministry. And the saints said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, saints, um, when you can't remember what to do, you can always start to uh, recast one of our sermons because at the beginning we do spiritual warfare. Amen? That will get you started. Amen? That will get you started. It will get you started. If you get stuck and forget, you know, the witchcraft works in the mind. Witchcraft works in the mind. And by the way, since I'm saying that, let me do this too. I can never get this part together. Here. 
Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we spent good time during our fast. Did you check the fast? Okay. We spent good time finding our emotions, our thoughts, our pride, and our own being. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, for everyone in Miracle Outreach Ministry, with the sword of the Spirit from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, we disconnect our minds from every source of witchcraft, occult, and demonic activity in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. 
Independence Day. Independence from the enemy. Break up and go in Jesus' name. We break your ripping hole in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it's all joy, saints. It's all joy. It's all joy. Praise the Lord. It's all joy. To all who love the Lord. To all who love the Lord. Have you heard the good news? Have you? Well, let's go to James chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. Amen. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. When ye fall into divers temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Amen? Amen. Is your life filled with various difficulties and temptations? We cheer, well then, cheer up. That's what the Bible says. You got problems? Everybody's got problems. Cheer up. Amen? You're going to get some more Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now that the way has become rough, your patience has a chance to grow. Okay, some of us still haven't quite made it to joy. We're a little stuck on that J, but we're going to get there. Amen. So what should you do? You should let your patience grow and don't try to squirm out of your problems. Amen. Amen. Yes, some of you have almost perfected the art form of finding some other way out of your tight places. 
or how old you are. I don't care if you think life has passed you by and all of the opportunities are gone and there's nothing else for you to do. I have an announcement for you today. God wants you to become more. What you are now is not all. What you are now is not all. So he expects you to get up off your blessed assurance and acknowledge that he wants you to become more. Amen? Many of us are trying to get ourselves delivered. Oh, we know what to do. We're going to just go in the archives and go all over the website, and we're going to read two words right here, and that's it. That's what we need to do. Let me explain something. That's not the deliverance ministry. The deliverance ministry is led by God the Holy Spirit. Either he's in charge of your deliverance every single aspect, or you're not getting delivered. You're just pretending. The gifts and the power of God work at his will, not your whining. Praise the Lord. It's the truth. Some of you think all you got to do is just listen to this little sermon, Pat Holiday preached while I prayed while she preached. And okay, you've got it. You've got it down now. You're in for a rude awakening. A lot of those demons you thought you got rid of, they're still there. Amen? Amen. And when you least suspect it, they'll rise up and embarrass you. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's more to it than you think there is, but you'll find that out. Amen. As if we're many of us are trying to get ourselves delivered, as if we're the ones who created deliverance. Well, it was here before you got here, and it'll be here when you're gone. Amen? Some of us think that means we have to embark on a rigorous program of self-improvement. Now, we've already explained to you that self is pretty much nothing but your flesh. And the Bible says that the flesh profiteth nothing. Amen? One and one is still two so far. You can't lead yourself to be what God wants you to be. You have to follow him. He's the good shepherd. He does the leading. You're the sheep. You do the following. And that's the way it works. On this rigorous program of self-improvement, trying to make ourselves more loving, more kind, more humble, more patient, more disciplined. The harder we try, the more frustrated we become. Why? Because you're doing it wrong. That's why. The kingdom of God is not like the world. The world is gushing over in self-improvement. It's gushing over with self-improvement. You just flick the channel and they'll tell you how to spend your money, the little that you have. Then they want to ask you to buy their books and tapes and CDs and DVDs so they can get some more of your money. 
Then they want to tell you exactly how much weight you need to lose and how much water you need to drink. Then they want it. They just want to keep telling you, come to them, and they'll give you the answer to your problem. It doesn't work that way, see. It was already set up before you were born, and that's not the program. Amen? Amen. In the kingdom of God, God has to do the changing. In the kingdom of God, God has to do the changing. In the kingdom of God, God has to do the changing. Amen. He wants us to commit ourselves to him and to trust that he will transform us. Amen? Have you ever seen a child that's been outside playing in the mud? I guess not because nowadays these mothers don't allow their children to play outside in the mud. But they come, they come in the house with mud everywhere, as much mud as they could find to put wherever they could put it. And then you tell them to wipe themselves clean, and they begin to put the mud everywhere where the mud isn't yet. You see, you can't clean yourself up with muddy hands. Someone else has to come with what you need to clean you up because you can't clean yourself up. Amen? They told you to put your shoes on. So you did put them on. It's just that the shoe isn't on the right foot. And so you try to walk around in shoes that are on backwards. Someone else has to come and help you correct that situation. Well, you see, in the kingdom of God, God has to do the changing. God has to do the changing. If you're going to hold on to your stubbornness and your pride and your rebellion and your everything else, you know what's on the list, and say, I do it myself, I do it myself, I do it myself, he's going to let you keep it and see how far you get doing it yourself. Amen? I know what to do. I'll just study, study, study. I'll just read, 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 read. Uh-huh. And when you finish, let's see how much you've got. When your trial comes, it will show you what you've got. Either God makes you or you're nothing. We are what we are by the grace of God. Someone recently wrote me a letter telling me they thought they had a call to the deliverance ministry. And then they proceeded to tell me what their plans were for getting that done. And I wrote that individual back, and I told them God already had too many ill-trained, think I got an anointing, people in the earth that can't get anything done. He can't use them for anything. In fact, when he tries to use them for a small thing, they do more damage than they do good. I inform that person that either God is, if God actually called them, that he's in charge of it all. Your job is to submit to him, not give him your plans on what you want to do. 
Amen. Psalm 100, verse 3. Psalm 100, verse 3. Praise ye the Lord. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. He is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. It's his pasture. He did the making. He's God. We're not. Amen? Realizing the mercies of God, in worship, we are to give ourselves, even our bodies, as a living sacrifice consecrated to God. We are not to allow the world to tell us what to believe and what to think. Instead, we are to allow God to transform us from within. Say, God is transforming me from within. He's changing our minds so that our lives will prove in daily practice the good plan that God has for us. His plan answers God's requirements and continually moves us toward the blessing of true maturity. Have you ever seen someone right after they graduate from high school or college? They think they have the world by the tail. They think they know it all, they've got it all, and they can do it all. And those of us that have already gone through that phase of growth, just look at them and go, just keep living. There's a lot more to learn. You're just beginning. So you ask, just how does God bring about the much-needed changes in us? How does he break with the old habit patterns of thought and action which we've lived with for years. How does God get through to us? Well, certain characteristics which we have labeled as personality traits, mm -hmm, personal likes and dislikes, preferences, strong opinions, and such, how does God deal with these things? If we were to actually examine these characteristics under the scrutiny of the Holy Spirit's truth, we would easily see, without the need for greater magnification, that they are part of the self-centered, defensive selfish, and immature behavior that for years has separated us from the love of God and the love of others. So which method does God use to change us? Ah, 
Let's go visit Peter. First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one, beginning with verse six. First Peter chapter one, beginning with verse six. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire. So your faith is going to be tried with fire. Might be found unto praise and glory and honor at the appearing of Jesus Christ. You're not going to walk around and boast and say, well, I've got faith. See my faith badge? I've, I've got plenty of faith now. No, it's going to go through the fires of testing. And you can feel the heat from the fire, by the way. For the moment, you may be harassed by multiple trials and temptations. This is no accident. It proves and tries your faith, which is far more valuable than pure gold. You know real gold really is tried in the fire. And yes, you will feel the heat of the fire. This proving of your faith is planned to result in the praise, honor, and glory in the day when Jesus Christ reveals himself. These testings, these trials, these troubles, these difficulties are going to ferret out your faith. They're going to vet it right out. All that false stuff, it's going to go. It has no choice. It's going to be burned. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know how Christians are. They come around other Christians or other people, and they have this lovely, praise the Lord, and blah, blah, blah. And in the crucible of the fire of affliction, that phony hypocrisy lifts right off. And you get to see what's really there. Amen. Amen. If you must, you can say, oh, me. It's okay. So, saints, we must need be growth. You see, God wants us to be ready. He wants us to be ready on the day when Jesus Christ reveals himself. So in order to be ready, all of that stuff that's not him has to go. It has to go. Amen? And the word declares, how patience, endurance, and steadfastness grow when our life is full of difficulties, temptations, and problems. Mm-hmm. God likes fertilizer, and he knows which brand to use for each of us. No, you don't get to determine whether you have enough patience. That's not your call. 
God does that. Stay in your lane. God is more than capable of managing his own kingdom. So if you're thinking along these lines, it is because you don't really trust God. You think that you do, but you're not at the level that he measures as that's where she's supposed to be, right there. You're not there yet. Deep within you are doubts about his plan for you and his love for you. Ah, Job. Let's visit Job. He had plenty of trials and problems. All of his came at one time, though. Job chapter 13, verse 15. Job chapter 13, verse 15. And Job said these wonderful words that have encouraged saints over the centuries. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Are you incarcerated? Repent of your wrongdoing and trust in the Lord. When God revealed to the prophet Jeremiah that he would have to go with the Jewish nation into Babylonian captivity for a lifetime, God also said some words to him from Jeremiah chapter 29. So we're going to visit with Jeremiah in chapter 29, specifically with verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. You see, God was busy telling Jeremiah, yes, you're righteous. Yes, you're obeying me. Yes, you're walking with me. But you're still going to have to go with the Jewish nation into Babylonian captivity. They're going into captivity and slavery, and you're going with them. I'm certain Jeremiah wasn't excited about that at all, but that was the word of the Lord. Amen? You see, sometimes, even though you're doing right, the folks around you are doing wrong. And sometimes, quite often, when the judgment comes to them, you got to deal with it too. You got to deal with it too. Think, you've raised your child, you've gotten them through high school, you've done everything you could do to help them become the kind of person that God desires for them to be. But in their state of 
just graduated from high school and maturity, they make a decision that tragically affects your wallet for many years to come. Well, you got to deal with it, don't you? You didn't do anything wrong. The decision that they made was not something you taught them to do, but they did it. And so while they're being corrected and taught and trained and maybe chastised and punished, you got to deal with it too. It affects your life too. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. That's the way it really does work in real life. God said in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You got to understand the context of this. Jeremiah is getting ready to leave his homeland and go into captivity right along with all the people who become idol worshipers and were constantly disobeying God and rebelling. He's got to go with them. He doesn't get to separate himself off in this nice little sanitized area and say, well, I tried to tell you bye-bye now. No, he's going with them. He did the right thing. He lived the right life. But when they go into captivity, he goes with them. Amen. Mm-hmm. He goes with them. So God was saying that his plan for each of us is a good plan, the best plan. It is designed to give us a future and a hope. God's plan for each of us is a good plan. When he did the creation, he stood back and said, this is good. And he warned two people not to do certain things. But, of course, that's exactly what they did. Just like when you talk to your children, you raise them to be intelligent human beings, and you say, Son, daughter, stay away from whatever, whatever, whatever. Don't do such and such and such. I've taught you thus and so and thus and so. And what do they do? Just the opposite of what you see. So when Adam and Eve pulled that stunt on God, sin, death, and corruption entered the world. And it's not been the same since. Amen? Amen. So when God says that his plan for each of us is a good plan, will you take God's word for that? When he tells you, my plan for you, even though it doesn't look like what you want it to look like, is a good plan for you, are you going to take his word for that? Are you going to believe him? Or are you going to keep bucking against it? To all who are tempted to why. Here is your warning. God can hear you. Every time you go on that whine number, God can hear you. Why can't our faith grow in pleasant, easy circumstances? Well, it does. 
as we learn to trust more and more and rely more consistently on God's promises, it does grow. However, the all-important purify, purify, mm-hmm, God does that. The testing of our faith has to come through circumstances that are a challenge to our determination to believe, to trust, and to rely on God's word in spite of what our senses tell us. Let me say that again. The all-important purify, the testing of our faith, all of this has to come through circumstances that are a challenge to our determination to believe, our determination to trust, and our determination to rely on God's word in spite of what our senses tell us. For all of our lives, we've trusted our senses, our emotions, our pride, our own demons, and our intellect to dictate our beliefs. We must be completely broken of that wicked habit in order to exercise faith. All of our prejudices are on the chopping block. All of our judgmental views will soon follow them. Faith requires a deliberate determination to believe something that we can't see or feel the evidence of. Let's visit Hebrews. Hebrews. Chapter 11, Hebrews, chapter 11, and verse 1. Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is the substance of things that we are hoping for. It's the very evidence of things that we can't see yet. So when God says to us that he's working all things together for our good, while we are watching everything go wrong, our faith grows when we stand on God's word and thank him for everything that happens. What were you saying about your time? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Amen. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Amen. In everything, if you have a marker, 
highlight everything in your Bible. It didn't say something. It's very clear. E-V-E-R-Y. Everything. In everything. For those who missed the scripture reference, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Everybody needs this scripture highlighted in their Bible, in their favorite color, whatever that is. Amen? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, I can't seem to find the will of God. Well, here it is right here. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen? In everything, you've had your property up for sale for two years, and God is saying somebody's going to buy it. And you keep saying, I'm still waiting. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You're behind in class, and it wasn't your fault. And it's time for your grades to come out. And so you've decided to cry and to whine and say, God, there's nothing else I can do. But that's not what he said to do. He said, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Obey his instructions. They were supposed to do this and that, and they didn't come through. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you scheduled for a raise, but the company decided that due to the price uh, problems we're having, you know, the inflation or whatever they want to call it this week, they're not going to do that right now. They're going to postpone it, and you had already planned what to do with that money. And everything good thing, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. There's not going to be a bonus this year. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Well, you take the little test and your blood sugar has gone down, but not as much as you'd hope. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Praise the Lord. This is a very good class. Amen. So when God says to us that he is working all things together for our good, while we are watching everything go wrong, our faith grows when we stand on God's word and thank him for everything that happens. Amen. 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 Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians 
chapter 4, verse 6. Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, there it is again, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Amen. It didn't say go to the dog and have a long discussion with the dog about how bad you feel. Very specific. You have to go to God. Amen. Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 2. Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. Why? To humble thee. Yes, it takes a while. And to prove thee, and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. God put you to the test. Oh, Lord, I love you. I'll do anything you want me to do, Jesus. I'm yours, I'm yours, I'm yours. Uh Uh-huh. Now here comes the trial. Now let's see if you were telling the truth or not. You know, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's not when you're in your prayer closet going, I worship you, Lord, I worship you, oh, I worship you. No, it's when you come out there and you open the front door and go out. Amen? Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I, the Lord, search the heart. I know some of us haven't done much housekeeping there lately, but when he comes by to search, he didn't ask you if you finished cleaning it. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins. I try your emotion. Even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. Hmm. Maybe we need some cleaning up, eh? Maybe we do. Psalm 119, verse 71. Psalm 119, verse 71. Psalm 119, verse 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted. It's good for me, Jesus, that I've been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. As long as I was doing my own thing, I didn't have to press into the word to find out what you had to say. But now that I've got this problem, I had to look in the word. 
This affliction has moved me to search the word for what you said about my situation. And it's good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn, not just read, learn. Learn thy statutes. You know, you can read all day, but learning is a process. First Corinthians chapter 5. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. He's saying that old stuff, those old habits, those old ways of thinking and believing, they've got to go so that you can be this new lump in Christ without all that sin. In other words, the old leaven is your old sin life. And he wants you to be unleavened without the sin. Amen? Amen. Job chapter 23, verse 10. Job chapter 23, verse 10. Yes, Job. I like Job. I didn't like him at first, but I got to like him all the time. Amen. He taught me a few things. Job chapter 23, verse 10. But he knoweth the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. He knoweth the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. The fining pot or refining pot is for silver. See, there's a pot that's used for silver, and the furnace is for gold. But the Lord trieth the heart. The Lord trieth the heart. Amen. God's real today, y'all. Yes, saints, this is how our faith grows to God's pleasing. Remember that he causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Abraham's faith had to grow. Joseph's faith had to grow. Moses' faith had to grow. And your faith must grow too. Our God is no respecter of persons. No, you won't be able to convince him to change his mind. If you had been a friend of Abraham, could you have watched his crazy venture in faith 
and praised God, believing that if Abraham was making a mistake, that God would still work it out for good. Here Abraham, after all these years of erectile dysfunction, had a child of his very own. And now that the child is of some age, now he's going to take that child up this mountain, put him on an altar, and sacrifice him to God. You know you couldn't do that with your child. But you see, Abraham's faith had to grow. It had to grow. Joseph's faith has to grow. Who wants a family that sells you into slavery? But you see, if that hadn't happened, the outcome that they needed at the end, when he was second in command to Pharaoh, couldn't have come to pass. You see, God is no respective person. There's no such thing as a life without trial. Some of us have this tendency and fallacy to look at other people's lives from a distance and say, oh, your life is just fine and la 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 and just go on with all this foolishness that has nothing to do with fact nor truth. But before you have too much to say, Walk a mile in their shoes. You see, there's a reason their shoes don't fit your feet. It's because you weren't designed to walk in them. They were. See if you can wear your own. Amen? Amen. Before you answer and say, yes, I would have been a fine friend of Abraham. I'd have stuck by him just as he was raising that night. Before you tell that tale, before you answer in presumption, remember that Peter betrayed Jesus as well as Judas. God alone can remake us, remold us from within. Our responsibility is to follow Paul's advice to us. We must needs be submit ourselves fully to God. We must needs be believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that he has taken over. Well, since he's taken over, why are you keep why do you keep getting out of your lane? That's a good question. Maybe you have an answer. And we must needs be, then accept eagerly and joyfully with thanksgiving and praise all the circumstances God will use to bring about his transformation in our lives. Life is a bowl of cherries with stems and fish. Roses are beautiful, right along with their thorns. Faith and patience 
are essential characteristics of the Christian's life and witness. So let us seek the Lord continually. Let us trust him without doubting. Let us allow God to have his way in our lives. Let us allow him to mold us into that vessel which has been tried, tempted, and tested and is now fit for the master's use. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Rise for the benediction. Recast. Recast is the good word. Recast. Let's hear it again. Recast. Amen, amen, amen. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever, and the church said amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Yes, saints, we need to recast this message. Praise you, Jesus. Pastor loves you. Talk to you Wednesday. Talk to you Wednesday. Amen.